0: friends welcome back to an episode of be here for a while today's episode of be here for a while is brought to you by poshmark which is so timely because the holidays are just around the corner and you can get chic designer awesome gifts on poshmark for your friends or your family or in my case myself um and i have an invite code for you guys that i'll give you later in the episode all right quote for the day and it goes so well with my podcast guest today which might i just say It's a must listen. Her story is epic from her incredible career highs to the lowest of the low points and now she's back on top and it's awesome. Her name is Jennifer Jimenez and I will give you her full bio in a second but before that quote of the day in order to love who you are you cannot hate the experiences that shaped you and I think that that really goes well with today's episode and you will, you will understand why when you hear her story. Um, but that, that resonates with me a lot because, uh, I think I mentioned in my last episode with Katie, um, you know, it's just 2018, kind of a rough year, mostly the summer of 2018, kind of a rough summer. And if I am to move on from everything that happened, I cannot hate that it happened. I can't, you know, I, I, it's and I say I say this in the episode with with Jennifer let's say for example you know you you're upset with someone you know I think I've said this before on the podcast actually <laughs> I just, just realized that but but I, I think about it a lot because it really resonates with me we like hating them or feeling angry about something that happened is literally like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die it is only hurting you to hold on to that kind of negativity and You know everything that's happened to you does shape who you are every and I I mean when I really think about it everything that's bad or was bad at the time really has worked itself out and it's just it's a part of me and it, it is what it is and uh yeah I just like that quote all right guys it's Thanksgiving week let's lighten it up a tad um I'm so excited for Thanksgiving I love any eating holiday uh especially I come from a family of eaters All we care about is food. All we talk about is food. My mom um, actually, I think, texted me back at the end of October and asked me what I wanted for Thanksgiving dinner. That's how much planning goes into our meals. And we don't make like a traditional Thanksgiving, like a turkey and, you know, gravy and cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes. Sometimes we do a full Italian spread. Sometimes it's a seafood spread. This year we're doing a a big roast, which uh, I'm on roast duty. Um, I don't want to brag; I'm a very good cook, so I imagine it will go well. But I'm just prepared in a couple days to be in a shame spiral for the amount of food I'm gonna eat. But whatever, I worked out twice already this week, so bring it on, Turkey Day. Um, I'm lucky that I don't have like any like super awkward like family stuff that I don't want to have to walk into. So that's good. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you are traveling back home and thinking about like. Your drunk uncle or your cousin that steals your shoes. I don't know. Um, We keep it small at the O'Brien Thanksgiving. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be relaxing. I'll be in Palm Springs. And then on Saturday, I'm going to Las Vegas to see Chainsmokers. Super excited about that. I feel like, I don't know, like a 22-year-old club rat again. Not that I ever really was a club rat. I really hated clubs. More of a dive bar gal. Um, But yeah, I'm super excited. So happy Thanksgiving week. And uh, yeah, I also want to give you guys uh, my show dates. I uh, upcoming show dates are I will be finally I'm so excited going to Chicago. I've never been to Chicago or Nashville. Both places are coming up. On February 4th and 5th, I'll be headlining Zany's Chicago. And then on February 6th, I go to Nashville and headline Zany's Nashville. I am so, so, so excited, but I am also so terrified of the cold. I am not used to the cold. Uh, I grew up in Oregon where, like, we had crappy weather, but it wasn't, like, freezing. It would just rain all the time. So for me to go to Chicago in February is going to be an interesting thing. Any tips you guys can provide? Any restaurants I should go to or things I should see that don't involve the cold? DM me on Instagram at Rachel N. O'Brien. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. And also, if this episode resonates with you, you just like it or you want to let me know you're listening, tag me on your Insta story. I'll repost it. I love hearing from you guys. It makes me so happy. And uh, if you get a chance, as always, please rate and review it. Five stars. Leave a good review. It really helps to keep the podcast going. Really boosts my self-esteem. You know, everyone needs that boost um so yeah thank you so much guys all right and now to our guest jennifer Jimenez is an american model actress and reality television personality she has appeared in music videos for tupac Shakur, babyface and mick jagger so cool and in movies such as blow huge vanilla sky charlie's angels and tv shows such as the bold and the beautiful and she was also ranked on maxim magazine's hot 100 list you may also recognize her from Two of my favorite shows, VH1's reality television series Sober House and Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. She's also been featured on Bravo's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as a friend of full-time cast member Brandy Glanville from seasons two through five. You're going to love her. She's gorgeous. She's smart. She's lived just such an interesting, insane life and, uh, and is here to tell about it. And I am so, so excited for this. So without further ado, give it up for Jennifer Jimenez. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here For A While. Super excited about my guest today. Thank you for doing this, Jennifer. Thank you so much Do for I having Do I say me. your last name? Jimenez or Jimenez? Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez, okay. but with a G. Jimenez spelled with a G. Okay, correct. I am so excited. I we've been trying
1: to do this for like over a year. I know. There I was know. some
0: pesky hurricane that happened. Some it
1: was, dumb hurricane yeah, that last really year. got in the way. Yeah, and this year there was almost one, but didn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was supposed to go to Charleston during that one, and then and I had to cancel my trip.
1: Oh my god. I was very irritated. Yeah, I know. I it, mean,
0: more sad for the people that had devastation. Yeah, it was of the cr- okay. So.
1: F- I, I was born in LA. I, uh-huh. I live here and now Florida and pretty much everywhere. I feel like I live on a plane, but I didn't know you were born in LA. Yeah, mm-hmm. But grew up in Argentina. Um, and then came back here. It's a long story. And, uh, but I, I've, ne- I, fires, earthquakes. I'm awesome with like, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I've done those. Yeah. Never a hurricane. I gotta tell you it was post Irma was the fucking worst thing I've ever done. Was it scary? It were was, you were,
0: so you you were there mm-hmm, still? Yeah. What was was your home and everything like affected? Like some
1: cracked windows and stuff like that. Um, uh, not really, except that like I we had to. Pretty much leave our place in post Irma and mm-hmm. like every you couldn't get gas anywhere. You can get what like water would run out. Like I was at the Walmart. I was at Walmart and like I was grabbing things I would never eat because everyone else was grabbing them. It was like a frenzy. Like it's insane. Um, Did people
0: start looting and stuff? And like was it that bad? It wasn't like a Katrina type thing. No. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. But then the water sewage in Delray broke one uh-huh. of the pipelines, so like we couldn't use our water and we couldn't be in our house for another week afterwards. And then so where do you go? well i was staying at um at, at someone's house okay um, at the time uh okay. and we were safe there but like the winds like i thought like i thought things were gonna be flying like crazy in the yeah. air but um it was just a lot of wind and uh, bofu frogs and stuff have you heard of bofu frogs no they kill <laughs> animal like they kill cats and dogs they're, they're frogs? frogs yeah and they just sit there and they throw poison everywhere oh and my god crazy. i know and, it's uh, yeah,
0: That is crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I'm from the coast of Oregon where it was always raining and always storming, but it's not like a hurricane, but it's always like we had always trees down, like, crazy winds and stuff. So I guess I've sort of experienced it, but not that, like, tropical hurricane type yeah,
1: of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, when they're, like, sounding the buzzer sound to, like, hide because of tornadoes and stuff, That's that terrifying. was really, like, scary. I was like, where'd you going down? You I've know? always
0: wanted to see a tornado, but, like, obviously I don't want to get close to it. So yeah. I don't know how to make that happen where I can see one, but not. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: I, I, I mean, honestly, like, the rains and the winds, the tornadoes, um, I wasn't, un- the eye didn't come over us. It was mm-hmm. supposed to. So we got, like, the shitty part. Like, I guess it's, like, the top right side of it, mm-hmm. of the hurricane, where it's just constant tornadoes and yeah. rain and stuff. Um, Crazy. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I want to talk about your career. I have some very specific parts of it that I'm very interested in, but I want to go back to, like, when you started. You started modeling when you were...
1: I was um, about to turn 14 years old. I was at the Santa Monica Pier um, my, with my mom, my little brother, and this photographer named Bruce Weber. That guy's, like, huge, right? Till this day he is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he asked if uh, he, he wanted to shoot me for this uh, designer. Um, I, I'm i a girl from, like, dirt roads and donkeys in Argentina, and I grew up in West Covina here in mm-hmm. San Gabriel Valley. Like, you know, didn't know very much about, like, the Hollywood world. I, yeah. I didn't know anything about the Hollywood world or entertainment world. And you, and
0: you had so. no aspirations to...
1: Well, I mean, I remember, and my dad told me this um, a long time ago, Um, he said that I would like go to the, when I was at grocery stores when I was a little girl, I'd say, daddy, I'm going to be on that. And they'd be covers of magazines. That's cool. Um, You manifested it. I know. It's kind of crazy. And, um, and I, uh, I showed up the next day and I had super long hair and then they cut all my hair off. I looked like a boy and, um, I don't know, like it, but it worked. Um, what was the designer? Was it, was it high fashion? Yeah. it was as an Alaya. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, he, f- yeah, Jesus. I became his girl. I became Bruce Weber's girl. That is insane. I know. You're just on the Santa Monica Pier and all of a sudden you're modeling for Alaya. Alaya. I know it's crazy. And I, I stayed, um, Bruce, like from the first photo he shot of me, he was like, I want her. I just want her to stay with us. And they had uh, uh, Azadine fly in like a week or two later, uh-huh. and Azadine offered for my mom and I to go to Paris to go do his shows. And oh we were like, God. what? Like, okay. I want your life. I know it's crazy. Like, it was so insane. And so I traveled wow. with Bruce.
0: Did you look a lot older for your age? Because I'm like 13, 14. That's so young. I look.
1: I mean, I was. Yeah. Not I older, got, as
0: in like obvious, but like mature.
1: I. I. I mean. Yeah, they called me like the little Lolita. And uh-huh. they, like I mean, I can see that obviously. It was so weird, um, because I mean I was definitely taller than most girls in my school. Yeah. and all that, but like I was just long and skinny. Um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. My body didn't develop yet. You Are know? most of the models that young?
0: That's re- that seems very young. It is Thir- very. Yeah, that's not like
1: very I feel like I mean, sixteen. Like you know. Yeah, so, that's <laughs> like the average age. Yeah. Um, so from doing that, um, collect, As in Elias collection book, and uh, I went to, uh, I w- I did a campaign with Bru- uh, Bruce, another one. And then we shot this movie he was doing. Mm-hmm. It was a documentary on Chet Baker. It's called um, Let's Get Lost. Okay. And uh, I didn't know until a couple years ago. It got nominated for best um best uh best documentary at the oscars how did you not know i i didn't know because i was busy working like i had no idea like did you get pulled out of school you were not even in school anymore i went to school from my freshman year to my senior year like maybe two months out of the year uh-huh. uh, i got the diploma <laughs>
0: do you feel like you missed out on that experience
1: absolutely, I, absolutely 100%. yeah do you I, wish you would have
0: i gone to school normally or
1: I, i've come to acceptance that like I this is my life and this is supposed to be my journey but like I definitely missed out on being a teenager like those Mm -hmm. early adult teenage I mean those early teenage years when you learn about a lot of things like self-worth you know dignity and all that stuff I was always taught that I was only as good as my next job cover campaign Mm -hmm. everything was about the outsides nothing about the inside so anytime I later on like within like a year later or so anytime I had a creative input Mm -hmm my voice didn't matter so oh really yeah and that was a big thing were for your
0: me. parents pushing you in this no
1: my, I mean, my mom you my just like, d- whatever yeah. you
0: wanted they were okay with
1: my, yeah my mom traveled with me thank mm-hmm. god there were times she couldn't um travel with me because of my little brother but mm-hmm. for the most part she traveled with me I don't think I'd be alive if I if I didn't have yeah anybody.
0: I feel like that's got to be so unsafe for like uh, probably people taking advantage of young girls in the
1: Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, the times my mom and I – when I speak, I speak now all across, you know, the country yeah. and stuff. When I talk about this, I do touch about this, um, uh-huh. is that, you know, the times my mom didn't go with me, I saw and experienced a lot of dark things. Yeah. But I was too afraid to come home and tell my family what had happened to me because I thought yeah. – If I told them, then they'd immediately remove They wouldn't me. let you do it anymore. Yeah, Yeah. And, like, I felt very responsible for my family uh-huh. at that point, you know, and the pressure. Like, I just – I put a lot of pressure on myself. So
0: young to feel that much pressure. Yes. What was the modeling world like during that time? Like, what? Like, I just always picture that it's like, do people do a, do people party a lot? You know. And do they start partying young, yes. or do they like go to bed early so they look fresh for their campaigns?
1: Well, you had Cindy Crawford. You know that was going to bed early. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, her- really? She was like a. Well, I know that she always talks about that. Like she, I, I mean, I would, I remember like being in paris and stuff and like i would not like see her except if it was like doing the shows like i'd see her during yeah. that time but like there were some that were professional and then some that weren't and yeah you know it's so easily you're so young like these girls are so young 18 16 20s mm-hmm. young like it is young. 22 is young you mm-hmm. know and you just get kind of led down a dark path um but uh somehow a lot of them tend to manage it you know and and it's just weird. It's like I call it manage weird. like
0: having that like partying lifestyle and still work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like I feel like it's almost encouraged, like because that's how they stay skinny, and like I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, like but then I, you end
0: up looking like shit because you're yeah, exhausted.
1: I mean, I never like I I drank a lot. I mm-hmm. didn't know about cocaine, like, and that was my drug of choice. Like, mm-hmm. I that didn't come in until like, you know, the waist like, you know, the early, like, 90s, and I was like, oh, and I was, you know, I remember when I tried it for the first time, I was like, whoa. How old were you? Um, I was 17 years old, or close to 18.
0: I didn't even see cocaine, or really, like, know much about it until I
1: was... Like in my mid-20s? Yeah, see, I didn't know. No, I guess early 20s. I didn't know about the cocaine part. Yeah. You know what I well, mean? Well, actually, like, I didn't
0: even really see it. It just was like, why does everyone go into the bathroom together? Yeah, <laughs> I know.
1: Why is everyone talking so much? Yeah. Like, I talk a lot, though. Anyway. Yeah, I do, I know. too.
0: And I talk really fast. Yeah,
1: I do, too. I do, too. I saw that
0: one of my podcast reviews was like, she talks way too fast. I'm like, it's... Actually, I think I have a speech impediment. they told my mom that when I was little. They did? Yeah, just because I, like... Sometimes I just talk and I mumble because I I believe it's because my brain thinks faster. Than I have. My s- mouth. I
1: mean, if if people could hear what's going oh, on in there, it's oh painful. My God, they'd be
0: like, it's painful. They, they would cry
1: for me. Yeah, i say it is painful.
0: So when did you when did you start acting? Um, Was that like
1: so? with Bruce Weber doing that movie mm-hmm. Let's Get Lost like being part of like being able to be in front of the camera and speak mm-hmm. and, and like work with people like that and like just you know I, I loved it I remember like I was like whoa this is amazing but I did because it was your voice it was, and you said you were kind yeah. of missing that part of it and then like you know and then I was doing all these other jobs like I'm you know the youngest cover you know, the youngest girl on the cover of American L. I've had every cover and all this stuff and like so my crazy. voice like for the most part didn't matter and I it was weird because I'm argentinian my mom's size italian like you know i'm as ethnic ethnic as they get yeah and they you know they would say you're too ethnic and i was like what now if you're not ethnic and not yeah, yeah exactly. not good enough yeah you know? um and i remember like i was um in my early 20s and i was like i want to end modeling before it ends me like i wasn't mm-hmm. if i i mean i I look back and I'm like, damn it, like I should have just kept going, you know, Mm -hmm. with it. But I wanted to get into acting and I studied for a while Mm -hmm. and uh, I was like, I want to be part of what I experienced when I was so young with Bruce. And um, I um, was studying for like a good year, year and a half. And then um, I got a manager and my first audition was this movie called All the Pretty Horses. Oh,
0: I know that. Penelope Cruz.
1: Got it. What is it? Uh, Matt Damon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't... Obviously... You auditioned
0: for the role that she got? Yeah, oh, wow. and
1: that was, like, my first audition. Was she already
0: a name then?
1: Um, I think so. She was yeah. an up-and-coming. Like, yeah. yeah, she was a name. And... Uh, and my third audition is this movie called um, Flawless uh-huh. uh, with Robert De Niro. And I went and I read and then I got a call back and then I got another call back. Then I'm reading with the actor who is Robert De Niro and I'm like. You read with Robert De Niro? Swear to God. And I have to play uh, oh my a God. girl, the <laughs> prostitute that teaches him how to tango. Uh-huh. And I never tell the story. And I'm like sitting there and like I meet him and like I went in as character with like a thick uh, New York accent, like as a girl that, you know, and, uh-huh. and he's like, how do you want to do this? And I was like, we can read it once. Like, and I'm tripping balls right now like and I'm trying to be in my character like yeah you're like I don't know can I call you Rob I know Bobby (laughs) yeah uh, and I'm like we can read it through once and then you know whatever however you want to go and he's like yeah let's just read it through once and as he starts reading the first few lines he goes into character and I'm in my head going oh fuck get into character go into character now so like I'm in character all of a sudden with him and like I'm doing this whole thing and I'm like lip to lip like trying to teach him how to dance oh like god. this whole thing and it was between me and this girl other girl and uh, I was I was like oh my god I think I think I know that this is what I'm supposed to do like yeah. my third audition with Robert De Niro they ended up going 20 years older and I was like I'm cool with that I yeah there's no, that.
0: nothing you can do yeah, about I that I can one. handle that one yeah. like,
1: and I just read with fucking Robert De Niro that is um, so insane I know I know isn't that crazy you've had such an
0: interesting life oh my god so at, at that point had you stopped modeling
1: I was still modeling, but I was really kind of focusing on the acting thing. And, yes. um, and you know, I mean, I, I I knew that modeling, I could make money off of that, you know. And, and yeah. so uh, I was coming back from New York um, and I have all these scripts and I'm reading this one script and I'm like, I need to get in it. I need to audition for this mm-hmm. movie. And it's a mo- blow. And, uh, my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm reading it. And I'm like seeing all these things. And my character originally was in, english Uh and i was like "Uh uh-uh she needs to be in spanish and so i go and i'm working you know on with my Uh coach and i'm begging my my manager let me get in he's like there's no chance in hell they're gonna want to see you but okay he like fights for me to get in he's like oh you
0: didn't you didn't have the audition you just had, you just had the script
1: script. and uh and i was like he uh he's like look there's these huge girls up for this movie like mm-hmm. these girls named Eva Mendez, Michelle Rodriguez like all these people Cheers. right and I'm like okay but I need to go in there and so I go in there and I like give it my all and uh and I'm doing it in Spanish and the casting director's like that was really interesting cut I never what a he-
0: brave choice I know
1: crazy right you got um, a lot of
0: balls I like that that's probably why you got cast
1: and um and I was like because I know that they wanted I, the way the script read was it was so authentic in mm-hmm. my eyes you know and it is and um and so I go there I don't hear anything and I'm like oh well, well I did the best I could and I'm like going off these other things and all of a sudden like two months later a month later I get a call Saying I have a callback and mm-hmm. it's with the director, and I go in there and I only come in. I'm speaking Spanish. I don't say anything like you know in English or anything. And he's like trying to talk to me. His name's Ted Demi. Uh-huh. I love. I always love Teddy. And uh, he's like, Do you want to read? You know, like trying to talk so, to. Oh, so
0: he didn't think you spoke English? Yeah. Why did you go in just talking speaking in Spanish right away?
1: Because the character is in Spanish, and I thought Why don't you, you make just wanted
0: to go in as in character. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so we so
0: so you changed the script essentially to be in Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so when you
1: got your call back, they said that
0: we we wanted to do it the same way. Come in. Yeah. Okay. Got
1: it. And so I go in there, and my character um, is a coked out, uh, you know, Colombian drug lord's wife. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, there's this huge fight scene. They cut it down the original fight scene because it was really long. Mm -hmm. I go in there, and we start, and I beat the fuck out of him I'm throwing everything <laughs> I'm hitting him like I'm just going for it because I was like balls to the wall like, yeah you know, I have one chance right and uh and and he was like oh my god like he's like uh, at the end he's like um thank you and like he's like thank you gracias and I was like no problem nice to meet you and like i go into English that's you know? awesome and you nailed like, that audition what? and um and it my life changed you know and and Teddy fought for Ted Demi and Mike DeLuca fought mm-hmm. for myself and uh Fromka Jensen mm-hmm. she was in Run Little Run she played the first wife of Johnny Depp uh-huh. um in Blow and uh, because the studio wanted a big name yeah, and uh, they were like we're not doing this movie without these two girls and it changed my life I'm eternally grateful
0: yeah that's awesome that's one of the greatest movies of all time I think I
1: I never knew that it would go down as a classic did
0: your acting career sort of blow up after that were you like Okay. So yeah. what, what did you do after that?
1: After that, I did Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. um, and then I did uh, Sweetest Thing with Cameron Diaz, Quirky mm-hmm. um, Romano with Chris Catan, I did um, uh, Charlie's Angels, um, I did all these other movies and independence and stuff, and like, you know, I became the it girl in Hollywood, and it was crazy. Was that, that hard to handle? You know... Throughout the whole, my whole life, like I hid my addiction and I hid my recovery, mm-hmm. you know? So I would, you know, at the top of my game yet again, there I was like, you know, battling addiction. It didn't matter. Like, and
0: no one knew? Like, were you drinking on the set of blow?
1: I was sober in the beginning of blow. Okay. N- not in the end. Not okay. in the end at all. Like at So all. how
0: many times had you tried to, to get uh, sober? You know. And what was the first age? And when did you know, like, maybe I have a problem?
1: Um, well, I think I. <laughs>
0: I just hit you with like three yeah, major no. questions.
1: Yeah. Um, I, um, how many times have I gotten sober I mean I've gotten I've had a lot of three days and a lot of fucking 30 days um Mm -hmm. some six months but I I feel like the the times I really tried was a good four or five times and I've had stints of sobriety Mm -hmm. um like you know almost a year or a year and a half two years something like that and then I'd fall again Mm -hmm. um I when did I know I had a problem um It wasn't all the blackout drinking that Mm -hmm. I was doing throughout, like, my teenage years or um, all the, you know, smoking weed and all that stuff. It was, I think, the cocaine when, like, I was, um, I just, I I, I was on, like, probably, like, a five-day run. Uh Uh-huh. And I thought it was not, like, I was, like, I don't know if this is normal. Yeah. Um, You know, like. um, Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) And that my best friend, uh called my mom and said you know your daughter has a drug problem and I feel so bad because I did it you know and and sh- I've seen her and we you know did things together and I was so mad you know that yeah like, they were they you you're know, like you did it with me what yeah, did you call my mom exactly before? you know yeah. my, but like they knew like my your, parents knew, they knew they knew something was wrong with me they just we didn't know about it well, did you get
0: like super skinny and
1: Yes, but yeah. I would do the vanishing acts, you know, and like in, in, and it, like I would be gone and no one would get a hold of me. And, Got you it. know, I wasn't showing up for jobs, like huge jobs. And really? Like, like movies or like, you know, Vogue, this or, you know, I mean, I was. Shit. I, yeah. I mean, like when you're like at the top of your game and like you're not showing up for your life, like at all, and like no one knew where I was, if I was alive or dead. Yeah. And, um, Were you just at
0: home by yourself doing it or. No partying going places yeah yeah
1: yeah. Um, Yeah. I it's weird because I in I immediately like give me alcohol I'm either your best friend Uh or I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna kill you yeah like you know what I mean like I'm (laughs) either that or that um I just go to sleep yeah you do um uh, you give me cocaine and I'm an introvert Mm -hmm. crazy really yeah crazy right i mean in the beginning i was well you
0: probably get in your head maybe i don't know
1: yeah and it's like it did the opposite effect for Mm -hmm. me you get i used to smoke weed and i would be like a paranoid schizophrenic i mean oh my god i see the shadows on that fan. oh my god what did you see that like i just see When i hear
0: like uh, i've smoked weed before but i don't smoke weed when i hear people tell stories like that i'm like what's the point like why would you want to do something that freaks you out i know that's why i won't i know
1: i mean like it, like, for a while, drugs and alcohol allowed me to escape, mm-hmm. and then it didn't. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It stopped working. Like, I mean, seriously, like, in the progression, every time I relapsed, it just got worse and worse. I mean, the last time I relapsed, I was in treatment, mm-hmm. and um, I, it was too much. how you pull that off? Uh, wh- I called my dealer as a family member. <laughs>
0: oh, my
1: God. Yeah.
0: You're ballsy.
1: yeah. Yeah. And he,
0: he came to treatment.
1: Yeah. And like, I, yeah.
0: Don't, they drug test you and stuff, though.
1: Yeah, I tested positive. I mean, I was, my, I, at the end, like the last. You just didn't like, care. I Why did, didn't you just walk yeah. out?
0: Treatment's voluntary. Why yeah. didn't you just walk out and go call him then?
1: Because I was safe in some weird way, and, and yet I wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was, in, I was a lot was going on. Did they America. kick you out? Um, they're about to uh, put me in the psych ward, and they told me that they were going to put me in the psych ward that I needed, because I kept denying that I was high. And I was like, there is a conspiracy against me. Dr. Drew does not want me here. Like, he wants, you know, and they're like, what are you talking about? Because he was my doctor there. I'm (laughs) like, he doesn't like me. And I was like, it's a text. They swapped the UAs. Like, no, everyone's against me. Like, I just, like, was, and they're like, what? Like, you're the (laughs) only one testing positive. And, like, they were going to blood test me. Yeah. The head nurse came in, and and they secluded me from the group. And they Mm -hmm. said... Listen, we're about to blood test you, and you're going to test positive because you know that I know you're high right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to put you in the psych ward. We're going to s- bring you back out here, detox you there, bring you back out here, and we're going to save your life, and we're going to get you going and in, back into recovery. Because for some That's reason- It's really nice
0: they didn't kick you out.
1: I know. And she's like- That's because really For good. some reason, you don't th- think you deserve to live, but we know Aww. you deserve to live.
0: That makes me want to cry. I
1: know. And I just looked at her, and I thought, psych ward? like Like- no, uh uh-uh, I'm out and I am made. I left mm-hmm. and it was 10 weeks and it felt like one long night. And really? uh, I couldn't get Drew's little stupid little smirk he does every now and, <laughs> and then. I mean, I actually love Drew so much, yeah. but, like, that smirk, and it was getting me mad, and I was thinking about it, and I was buying over an eight ball a day, and I was thinking about, like, my one of my counselors, Bob Forrest, um, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about his red hair, and I was thinking about, like, who was, like, going to leave and, like, who was, you know, hooking up with who or what was going yeah. on in treatment. And for a girl like me who wanted to escape and numb herself, I, I wasn't doing that, and it was yeah. such a bad place to be.
0: So, okay, so it wasn't – so at that point you weren't escaping. It was just making you, like –
1: It just wasn't working. Yeah. And, I mean – And it it
0: sounds like you wanted to get sober.
1: I did because, you know, I remember, like, every time I relapsed, I would be like, why me, God? Why? Why? Like, I never knew why. And I just cry as the dealer was coming over. Mm -hmm. Like, I I wasn't – yeah. I mean, I wasn't one of those people that are like, hey, let's have fun. Like, the last, you know – uh, years of the, my using were not fun I yeah. mean it wasn't it was literally about not being able to handle my brain or my problems mm-hmm. didn't know like I didn't know like I just didn't I mean I was so yeah like, gone you know
0: and then did you did, did they finally find a way to like treat the pain that was causing
1: Absolutely. the day one I mean did? D- when I came back in um that day they tested me and i test i was buying cocaine and mm-hmm. uh they uh tested me and i tested positive for horse tranquilizer rat poison speed heroin name it It was in there my dealer had me hooked and so that, but
0: you wait you were did you know you were doing all those things no it was just in the
1: cocaine oh man. my god you just never know what you're buying
0: well, yeah. that whole fentanyl thing is terrifying now. Yeah. Uh, they were they, they're just lacing everything with fentanyl and people are dying.
1: Then there's fentanyl, which is um, elephant tranquilizers. that's coming in now too. Oh, on the what is car, carfentanyl? Uh-huh. Elephant tranquilizer. Elephant tranquilizer. I mean, it's crazy because it's I It's insane. I see kids, young kids like all over, especially on the East Coast. Yeah. You see them one day and then they're gone the mm-hmm. next. Like and it's heartbreaking. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I've had neighbors, like, past, like, they were sober and they decided to go use one time. One, yeah. Well,
0: I think also it's like your tolerance is down, right? Yeah. And that happens a lot.
1: But fentanyl or carfent will kill anyone. Yeah, it's I mean, 30 times know, stronger than heroin? 50 it's times unbelievable. stronger. unbelievable.
0: Yeah. I can't believe you, did you freak out when you tested positive for all those things?
1: I was so broken and shattered and just defeated that I was like, And like, you know (laughs) what I mean? like Hit me with more. (laughs) Yeah. And that day they said they needed, my main doctor said he needed to detox me with um, narcotics uh, for the opiates. And so he put me in the psych ward, the girl that ran 10 weeks prior. And uh, that. So
0: even though you did not know, you did not know you were doing opiates, you were taking that many opiates that you had to detox from them.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, my bones felt like they were breaking from inside out. I. Honestly oh speaking like that day I remember walking into um the psych ward and the double door slamming shut and that echo mm-hmm. you know all the tick, 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 from the locks and this guy was screaming and there was this hallway and it felt like eternal eternal yeah. the hallway but he was getting jumped by two guys, two techs, because he was trying to run down the corridor uh-huh. naked. There was, no, God bless him. He ended up doing my hair like for the week after. I mean, God bless him. And I'm not kidding you, he was like an angel in some weird way. Yeah. Um, and later on, but then there was another guy, and his eyes were rolling back, and he was drooling. And I was just like, like how did I, me, me of all people get here? Here, like you are, you're, I, you're like I've been on the cover of. L, I was I the youngest person. Like all I wanted was that relief. Like my yeah. first drink was twelve years old. You know, and ooh, that and, is young. Yeah, I mean, I didn't overnight become an out full, yeah, you know, blackout drinker. But why do they put
0: you in the psych ward? Why, why can't you just be in like a hospital room?
1: Well, I, I it was all. It's in. I was at Los Encinas. Mm-hmm. It's in Pasadena, so you can't be in detox. You can't detox in a treatment center off of on narcotics oh, like okay. so they had to give me like subutex and all this stuff so they put me in the psych ward area um to be watched you yeah. know and um and I remember sitting at the edge of my bed and the tech went to go get my med sheet and I said I need to go to the restroom uh-huh. and uh I went to the bathroom and when I got up you know in psych wards they take away shoelaces plastic any mm-hmm. shopper object anything you can hurt yourself or anyone yeah. else away from you and when I got up um I realized the idiots forgot the belt and just like that. Like, I just looked up and I saw all these, like, things, objects on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I got on top of one of the beds. I put my belt through one of them. I secured it into an object. And then I put my neck through there and I hung myself. Um, and the last thing I remember was my feet were dangling and everything went black. Uh, on oh, bed. my God. Yeah, um, and when I came to, I was in... A oh, do,
0: they had cameras on you, obviously, and so they... they ran back, They yeah. ran... Yeah. Oh, I my mean, God.
1: And because of the fixation, um, I couldn't... I was, like, in a five-point strap. They put me on a 5150 and then a 5250. Oh I couldn't speak, but my brain worked perfectly. Um, be- took, oh, because you
0: were... Because, yeah.
1: But my brain worked, so it took me... Th- I stuttered. It would take me, like, a minute and a half to say, am I g- 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 going to be like that forever, like this forever? And the doctors would look at me deadpan, and go, maybe, you know. And uh, I was like hit or miss. I mean, oh really, God. it took me three months. And then I couldn't walk. Um, my hands and feet shook. I would and I would say right foot move, and I'd fall. I was in a wheelchair for a month and a half, then a walker, and a uh, and a cane. And then I freely learned to walk. I shit and peed myself. I had no control of my body bodily functions. I was into pens. I called them diapers. <laughs> <laughs> how how long how long
0: were you uh, out? Okay, th- it, th- uh, I don't know. It could just go. It's just that quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, I they caught wow. me in time. I mean, I, I I just don't really remember much except throwing up profusely on myself. Oh my god. And like covered in shit and pee, like because with the di- yeah. and like in a wheelchair, not being able to speak, and I could think like, and so I'm like, what? you know, in my head, like someone listen to me, you know, it's like me in this like box, like you yeah, know, my my brain working and uh i just you know i remember i was in a wheelchair i hope
0: that person got fired by the way that forgot the belt i mean that's unbelievable anyways go
1: ahead um i love no one's ever said that um (laughs) i mean that's i uh i remember being by the window and it was a double frosted it was a double window with frost on it and bars Mm -hmm. and it was on the second floor story of uh, los encinas and I could hear people because there's open meetings there and you mm-hmm. can walk around and all this stuff. So I could hear people coming into the meeting and I remember holding on. You know, and trying to open the window, and I, you can only crack it like a quarter of an inch. Uh-huh. And I could hear people laughing, and some, because someone was telling a joke, and I felt this chat, I heard this chatter, and I smol- smelled everyone's cigarettes, smell, yeah. you know, the smoke, and like somebody was yelling at someone from far away. And like, I could feel this feeling that I literally did not understand. And I said in my he- head, God, is it humanly possible for a girl like me to ever feel that? And if so, I'll go to any lengths to feel it. Aww. And that girl that day, I kid you not, like still resides inside of me. Like I'm still that girl, you know. Like it's yeah. still in me, and like I'm just so grateful. Like I was, I had the gift of desperation. Yeah, and I'm just so grateful. January, and you,
0: you never relapsed after that. Not. You've been no. sober for over ten years. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. January fifteenth of uh, next year of 2019, I'll have 13 years. Oh wow!
0: Congratulations, Thank that's you. incredible. Thank you. Um, that really is incredible.
1: It's not easy. <laughs>
0: Do you ever use those designer sites online to buy things, uh, like, at a discount? To-
1: I haven't, but I really want to. Do they uh, – have you?
0: They're incredible, yes. I've got – so, Poshmark is the the greatest thing ever. I got a red Gucci purse for $187 on there. You did not. It didn't even look like it had wear and tear, and it had the original tags – incredible oh my god yeah it's seriously incredible there's no reason to buy something new at full price when you can shop from millions of closets across america and it's super easy you just download the free poshmark app poshmark carries women kids and men and poshmark has tons of brands to shop from you can get like a louis vuitton suitcase on there or yeah or like rag and bone shoes or a sweater it's incredible they have everything it's amazing. Oh my God, I yeah, really want to try it. You have to. Um, it's really the easiest way to buy and sell fashion items. Shipping is easy for both the seller and the buyer. It's super fast. You see something you want and you can make the seller an offer. So like, oh. you, yeah, you can sort of like barter with them. It's incredible. And I have an offer for my listeners. So the listeners of my podcast can get $5 off their first purchase if they just enter the promo code here when you sign up. That's invite code. here. So, for $5 off your first purchase, enter the invite code be here when you sign up. That's be here. When you sign up, it's like right after you go your email and your password or whatever, and then invite code be here for $5 off your first purchase.
1: I'm going to go down and I'm going to download it.
0: Please do. Okay. So, that is the day. I mean, that you say the gift of desperation, and I think that that truly does sound like that was a gift to you because it was like you were either going to, I mean, I guess you did want to at a certain point I
1: mean you, I, I did I mean there were a lot of times you know where when I was using and I don't know if people have ever felt this where you're just like I can't do this anymore like I yeah. just can't I can't I can't stay stopped and I can't not use like I just I couldn't you know, do it like I, I,
0: that's why you have to just surrender yourself, surrender yourself to these treatments and stuff yeah and yeah.
1: I, honestly like I I had so many issues I needed to deal with, and I really think mm-hmm. it's always like, and it always goes back to childhood. Like, yeah. I mean, there are so many things that I needed to deal with, and you know, um, and come into acceptance of, like, mm-hmm. like this whole thing called life. It's mm-hmm. a trip, you yeah. know. It really is. I mean, there. I was. Not, thank God, nowhere in any anonymous program does it mm-hmm. say you have to look cute while recovering. That's not my story. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't have. Uh, the more time I have. The more I realize I don't have all the answers at all, yeah you know
0: well, I mean life is hard, but that thing acceptance when I went to uh, I mentioned to you before we did the podcast that I went to go work on apparently my parents thought I was depressed whatever, but I also just needed to take a break at the beginning of the summer and so I went and just got some like intensive therapy and just sort of like relaxed and and one of the things that resonated with me most was um this guy he's amazing his name's Joey he's a hypnotist and a therapist he said that once you accept radical acceptance of like there's nuts no, it's like that's what makes people freak out and whatever is when you can't change certain things that have happened mm-hmm. you just have to accept them and then that's where you go to move on like he's mm-hmm. like your life can change on a dime once you just accept radical acceptance mm-hmm. it's like because like that's that. what just makes you spin you can't you know what I mean it yeah. happened You got to let it go. Yeah. Or deal with it and move forward. Mm -hmm. Or that's probably what causes people. Like, I don't want to make it clear I did not go for drugs or alcohol. Um, But that is what makes people, like, need to numb it and not, you know.
1: Yeah. It's true. And I feel like. You know, we're all addicted to something at some point. Yeah. And like, I have to, like, totally. keep it in
0: check. Like, you Absolutely. Know, I think I could be a workaholic. That might be. Yeah,
1: I mean, and I get into that. And mm-hmm. I, then I've had days where in times in my, you know, life where I'm a shopaholic or I'm thisaholic or yeah. an eating disorder. Thank God today I don't have an eating disorder. But That's I've great. had every eating disorder known to man from, really? like, anorexia to, like, bulimia. I mean, to obesity. I mean, I got. You we were
0: in the modeling world. That is so hard. I mean, yeah. that, and so young. So young. I mean, just being someone not even in that world, and in, in a small town where, like, it's not like anyone was even, like, all that hot and skinny or anything, like, not even having that kind of thing to compare it to. Of course, ever. I mean, everyone has body issues. You were in the hardest industry for a little girl to be in. I yeah. mean, you were set up for an eating disorder.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I, there was no way you weren't going to have one. And, like, I feel like people that are in the entertainment world, like, I mean, like, here, it's all, like, you know, you you feel like that you need to look a certain way Mm -hmm. and like you have to, you know, be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it's like when we as women or in general, as human beings come Mm -hmm. in acceptance to who we are, Mm -hmm. there's so much more power to that, Uh
0: you know, and And not comparing yourself to other people. That is something that like, I, I've not, I mean, I never really had like an eating disorder, but obviously every girl goes through something, you Mm -hmm. know, and for probably 10 years or more, I don't, I don't care I I don't I'm like I am what I am it's this is like I'm I'm not probably gonna get any skinnier than this like I hopefully I won't you know like get super unhealthy like I don't look at other girls I don't compare myself I, to them I don't, I don't like because yeah. it's you know there's nothing you can do about your body type it is what yeah, it is I know and I, know. I just what are they you know you have to love yourself
1: yeah and I think that like especially in this day and age, like, we need to embrace each other. Mm-hmm. Like, and we need to love each other and support yeah, each other. Absolutely. And, like, and if you don't have that, if I don't have that in my life right now, mm-hmm. I couldn't keep going. Like, I really, yeah. like, honestly, like, I think it's it's so important for us to find our tribe or ha- find that in, at times we don't have that self-worth, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes, uh, hopefully most of the time we do, you know. Mm-hmm. But, and
0: sometimes you, you need your tribe to lift you up.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I mean.
0: Now, how did you go from accusing Dr. Drew of a
1: conspiracy
0: <laughs> <laughs> to being asked to participate in literally probably one of my favorite shows of all time? I don't know why I loved uh, Celebrity Rehab and Sober House, but I loved those shows. Oh my God! You know, because I- they were they were really sad. A lot of the stories and they were, they were real. fascinating. They were real. I mean, it was a heartbreaking show.
1: I know. I know. I um. So Dr. Drew predicted me dead. At that first time when I got sober, he's like, She's just one of those hopeless cases. Just go through the motions, you know, because there's some of us that need to die. Yeah, (laughs) for the rest of us to keep living. And I didn't know that at the time, but then later on I found out and Mm -hmm. I when I, I dug into recovery. Like, I th- that was all I had. Like, mm-hmm. I lost everything. And, you know, um, I ended up, like, going back to where I got sober at Los Encinas and changing the meetings there, and I became secretary. I would bring all my, you know, friends who had a lot of time or celebrity, mm-hmm. you know, people, like in there and it just changed the dynamic so did you
0: start working there or you were just sort of like volunteering at
1: the meetings for fun and for free the 12 step rooms and Mm -hmm. stuff and I would do H&I which is hospitals and institutions and I just devoted my life into recovery Mm -hmm. and um and so I, uh, he started giving me his high profile patients for fun and for free, like for me to sponsor with the women. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was, he did the first season of Celebrity Rehab and I, now I'm like two years sober. He was going to do a, a second season of Celebrity Rehab. They were thinking about doing the show called Sober House. Mm-hmm. And at two and a half years sober, Drew comes to me with the producers and they said, you know, we're going to do a spinoff. We'd like you to do the show, run the house. And I was like, well, I don't work in recovery. And, um. I don't know and they're, and I'm like why me and I looked at Drew and he was like because it's people like you that keep me doing what I'm doing you mm-hmm. prove me wrong and I just remember I looked oh, at him cool. with my little dumb smirk and mm-hmm. I just went ain't that about a bitch <laughs> like, <and> I, that's <laughs> that's so funny. but like that Drew and and the producers and VH1 like they gave me a, a second chance mm-hmm. you know I moved out of LA I weighed 267 pounds like I called Hollywood a chapter mm-hmm. I said I lived in Egypt it was only an hour away it was Laverne and <laughs> um, they they, I remember, like, the people, I know, I was like, burnt. I'm in fucking Egypt, how am I going to get my life? I applied, though, be- six weeks before they decided to do that So show. you,
0: and you, you'd quit Hollywood at that point? I did. You, I you was would.
1: unemployable, like, I just, yeah. Why I, were
0: you unemployable? Well, because you, you said you'd get weight, obviously. Yeah, but, but I
1: dug into recovery, my sponsor, and everyone uh-huh. said, you know, just, we're going to get you, like, get you a foundation. Yeah, not and, that you can't get I Hollywood it, yeah, and gain yeah. weight.
0: I have gained weight. But I was also... My question was, had you burnt too many bridges? Was that the no, case? No,
1: I didn't. I just... Um, I wasn't ready to come back. Like, mm-hmm. I... Because w- I would get caught up again. Yeah. Like, and you, you th- know, the illusion of yeah, what I think it you is. You were too newly sober. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, they told me to... And a half year sober to get a, a job. And I was like, Well, I don't know what I want to do or who I wanna be. And like they're like, my sponsor's like, write it down. Write down who you wanna be, what you want to do, go f- and go apply. I'm like, Where? She's like, Two places. I'm like, Where? And and she's like, I don't know. And you're like,
0: a, I don't have job skills. I, I was a model. And that's exactly what I said.
1: and I was she was How like, old were you at this point? Um I this is uh ten years ago, uh thirty one, okay. yeah. Okay. And um ooh God that hurt. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and she said um, she said to you're me. Young. Shush. She said to me, um, I I, I don't know, I I don't, two places, Starbucks target and I looked at her and I, I like literally was serious I'm like what the fuck am I going to give him a headshot and a resume like I have no job also
0: w- what if you think someone came in there and they recognized you not that I, there's anything wrong with like, them but like I were you re- nervous about that
1: well I mean like I I was just like so I was I, I was like how am I gonna like uh, I, how am I gonna do this like, yeah you know I just I don't think that was the first thought but I yeah. it ran by my mind I'm sure down yeah.
0: the line, and uh I did go it's probably humbling though I feel like that's probably I I saw this 30 are they thirty for thirties? Is that what they're called? Those things on ESPN. I don't know. About this guy who was a professional base or sorry, professional f- basketball player, and he went he went from that to and he got a drug problem to being a dishwasher. And he goes, washing dishes saved my life because it was so humbling
1: the rewards of that yeah it, it is and I did go apply at those mm-hmm. two jobs okay and I didn't get them okay and uh six weeks <laughs> la- later in that time frame uh Drew came to me for that show okay for the show and so I was like um when are we gonna start like and I was supposed to be kind of not in front of you know I was just gonna run the house like I wasn't gonna be like the center of it uh-huh. and um you know it started a couple days later and were you nervous
0: to be on camera for that like were you ready to say you were in recovery I uh, on national TV
1: <laughs> I was yeah because for so long like I was like oh, I can't tell anyone about my sobriety or, or like that I'm using you know like yeah, I, yeah. I was so like you're probably about... just ready to just be like yeah it is what it is yeah I mean it, my then I was like uh okay so I'm not gonna be in front of the camera that much I'm just kind of gonna be outskirts and I'll be getting paid like yeah. great job I haven't gotten paid like this in a while so um day one you know I opened the door Stephen Adler right there wasted like beyond his belief and I'm like what is <sighs> <How's sighs> going on like he's weird like and it was just like I mean the abuse that I got on that show who's I the mean, one
0: that actually attacked you him
1: s- yes and then there's a guy named tiny he came to one of the parties mm-hmm. big guy okay he's an actor uh-huh. and he was like in my face like this and I was like oh my god and like it's me by myself and like uh, in the rest and all of them and and, and the uh, crew that they're filming you at the the, the, they can't break wall yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, though, one of the well, guys if they put the but cam- they would have
0: to though if you were getting
1: attacked, no? They didn't. Well, one guy did. I mean, they were like tears were coming down their eyes. You know, I mean, I was up for like three days straight because it was like mayhem, and uh, to be physically abused and and to go through what all did this,
0: Steven Adler do again? I can't he quite was remember.
1: Furniture and like pushing me and stuff. And yeah, like, I had welts. Like they show it because he he
0: seven. went and got high or something, yeah, right? He came yeah, in loaded.
1: But then like the mayhem. Oh, that was right when he
0: first came in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought maybe he left and then came back. High. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe. Like, like somehow, like, snuck it in. Oh, okay. Oh,
1: uh, at, at the party. they Day next day or two or something like that, there was a party, and there was things, I guess. Why were they having
0: parties at a sober house?
1: What kind of parties were they? Family and friends. It wasn't, like, a, supposed to be a late night. They got shut down quick. Okay. But, like, it was crazy, because I had, like, Rodney King, you know? Like... That was sad. He honestly... I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, I, sh- I normally don't tell this story. I was going to write it in my book, but I'm going to tell it. Um, I looked at him, and it was just me Thank and him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just looking at him. We were talking. We were talking about like life and stuff. And I said, do you hate them? And he's like, "What?" And I go, "Do you hate the cops that did that to you?" I mean, like, if anyone in the world has the right to hate someone, it's you. Yeah. And he looked at me and didn't even hesitate. He's like, "Nah, Jen, I don't hate them. I pray for them, and I love them." (laughs) And and I'm like, "What?" And I and I'm like, I was like, because I'm like getting angry, right? Yeah. And he goes, "You you can't hold on to that hate, Jen." Yeah. And
0: I'm just thinking that's like taking that's like taking poison and expecting someone else to die. (laughs)
1: Yes. And I just looked at this man. And I just went. If this man can't hate or have, I can't. Yeah, you know, like he. that is a
0: great reminder that yeah, that's probably something that keeps you going. Yeah. I will remember
1: that now. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, like oh, uh, he was, he was, he was such a great guy. I mean, like, and then you had like, you know, Mary he passed Care. away
0: mm-hmm. of
1: drowned drinking, drinking, yeah drowned in his pool he loved his kids like I you know and like I got close with everyone's families mm-hmm. and you know we became this dysfunctional family and like who doesn't have a dysfunctional family yeah. and Seth you know Benz, Benzer I love him like I've known him forever who was he again crazy town oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I've knew him from like teenage years mm-hmm. you know we grew up here together oh so. wow yeah and so uh and you know it's just like amazing so then they're telling me that this guy like i was gonna quit the show like Mm -hmm. day five after all the drama and then they said steven was coming back i was like fuck you i'm out and uh they were like he wants to talk to you and i'm like not without the crew and my people and this and And he apologized and i was like yeah that's you know i i forgave him and i he came back to the house and they're like is he actually a nice guy he's a great guy okay i love steven yeah i do and like listen you know it was, it was a time. It, it's so difficult. People are out
0: of there. When you're out of your mind, you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. He's still alive, he's, yes? Yes. Okay.
1: He's a great guy. I love him and his wife. And I mean, I really, I, he's such a That's sweetheart. That's great. And um, as I, you know, was saying we f- did this, they're like, someone's coming in and uh, we have a new guest. I'm like, who? And they're like, Andy Dick. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> fucking life's over. This guy's going to destroy. He's plotting Every, my dad. Everyone has an Andy Dick story. I, I know. Like everyone in Hollywood. And I got to tell you, that man walked in. We always laugh about this when we mm-hmm. talk about it together. Gray and shaking. And I was like, and I had dated somebody back in the day who made a joke on him, about him on SNL. Uh-huh. And um, and so I thought, like, he was, because he knew, and I was like, he's going to kill me. And uh, he, honestly, Andy changed my life. Aww. I laughed for the first time, it felt like, in my life. Like, I laughed so much with him. He was like, you're fat, and you need to lose weight, and you need to get back into acting. And I'm like, how do I do either? Like, I, just help <laughs> me. <laughs> and, you know that I fell in love with Andy. Like yeah. and, and like till this day, he's still one of my angels, and I'm one of his angels. And that's great. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um. So how long? So how long did both those shows last? Um. Sober House. Well, we did two seasons of uh, Sober House mm-hmm. and six seasons of Sober Rehab. I did uh, three of Sober mm-hmm. Rehab can they bring the shows back? You know I really am trying to do something about Please. that. <laughs> you know everyone people ask all the time. I loved it now with this epidemic you know and I don't know if it, it's... people need it yeah. seeing that
0: like I think I feel like people seeing that like celebrities struggle you know just it and and when and when they are in recovery and when they're struggling it is not glamorous it is just the same as you feel and if they can pull out of it, you can pull out of yeah. it. I know it's such a horrible epidemic it bums me out it,
1: it is an epidemic I mean like people like what I realized by breaking my anonymity on mm-hmm. a worldly scale because it shows all over the yeah. world till this day is that there's not a person that's not affected by an alcoholic or a drug addict, yeah, everyone addict whether yeah. it be you mm-hmm. or a family member or a neighbor a hapless passerby your employer mm-hmm. employee we are all affected yeah you know and I've now been on the other side since sober house because mm-hmm. I mean, like. Andy would call me. He was like, you got to, uh, you know, he nicknamed me uh, Captain save and mm-hmm. he was um, Inspector Groper. <laughs> and yeah. we'd wrap towels around uh, around each other, and we'd run around the house trying to save people. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I realize, you know, I know the other side of it. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I love addicts and alcoholics. You know? I feel like
0: the people that work in treatment um, should always be people that have experienced it. Is yeah. that it, it? Or most of them? Most of them are. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, and, and do you this- get recognized for the show I do it's mind-blowing that like I, I still do I'm like, yeah. so grateful and like people would be like god you take a lot of time like talking to you I'm like are you kidding me it's my second chance like I, yeah. I'm so grateful mm-hmm. that people like come because they come up to me because they tell me their problems or mm-hmm. they share with me an experience you know and like this is what this is all about you know I and read
0: an article about you that said when that show was airing you would get anywhere from Something to 10,000 emails a week from people? Yeah.
1: We, VH1, Drew, all of it. We didn't know what this was going to be about. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't know. Because this show is like, honestly, it was real. Everyone goes, was it real or scripted? You, you can know? tell that show was yeah, real. Yeah, I know. And and you're talking about people like trying to figure out if they want to live or die. Mm-hmm. You know, like they really, you don't. Like your brain literally, and it's a proven fact. Is telling you, without a drink or drug, you will die for the first year. But maybe not in those exact words. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, like, a lot of people always say that about Housewives, too. They're like, is that scripted? And I'm like, if it was scripted, these girls deserve Oscars. Yes, you know <laughs> exactly. I
0: mean? like, oh, I do have to ask, uh, there's two uh, questions that from uh, my listeners about Real Housewives. Um, it's kind of a vague question, but what were your thoughts on Beverly Hills Housewives seeing it firsthand? I think they, they mean, like, when, like, filming it.
1: Um, filming, you know, I I got along with the women. I was a little confused for a while, like at first, mm-hmm. you know, because it was so like it's it's so big, yeah. You know, <laughs> um, I well, I
0: think a lot of them um, and a lot of people on reality shows are calculating, so it's confusing that they're acting. A lot of times, they're acting a different way on camera than they do outside of it so you're kind of like oh exactly huh? yeah What's and right? you're like but wait, wait we wait. were
1: just friends we went out to dinner last night yeah, now like, you're wh- calling me like a liar yeah a like what like yeah. I slept with who yeah like, you know what I mean you're like wait where did that come from yeah um I I I yeah it was it was a little confusing for a while and then I I I, I realized you know um yeah
0: yeah hold on. okay um so we're gonna wrap it up here in a second no! but I want to I know well yeah what is your advice for someone who has been you know you've been through it all and like let's not even say just the addiction stuff because obviously your advice is like you know you can go seek help and and everything but like take the addiction part away what's your advice for girls who because uh, you obviously lost your confidence and lost yourself uh, at a certain point during this process what's your advice for someone struggling with confidence or struggling with body image or you know
1: I think it's so important for women and men Mm -hmm. to realize that you're enough, Mm -hmm. you know, because we always struggle with that. I'm not enough syndrome. And, you know, once you start doing things for yourself, like no man is going to fill me, no Mm -hmm. woman, no, you know, no job, no money, no. It's like Mm -hmm. it builds a foundation, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And how did you
0: how did you figure out that you were enough? like, how did you.
1: I don't, I still struggle. I mean, I, I did figure out that I'm enough um, in the mm-hmm. sense of I'm here for a reason. Yeah. My story's not done. Mm-hmm. I feel we all have a story to tell. It's up to us how we want to tell our stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, surround myself with loving people. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to not date for a long time. I'm. How long did you not date? Well, in the beginning for a year. And then um, I took a two-year break, um, a two-and-a-half-year break. And then... Um, I, 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 uh, took, uh, some, quite some months, like six months or so, uh, and now I'm in a very healthy relationship. And, like,
0: h- how did you learn to attract that? Because you're one, you were telling me if you want to talk about it, but you don't have to, yeah, the one before... Know was you you lost yourself I lost
1: myself I mean I cried I cried I lost myself I really I realized that I was addicted to wanting him to love me Mm -hmm. because if he loved me then maybe I would feel that Mm self-worth you know and it's like it's it's a moment-to-moment process like nothing it is for everyone yeah
0: you have you have that is take a take addiction away every person feels that You, you have to work on your you know I think eventually maybe it becomes automated and I think maybe some people are born with it more than others but
1: yeah no. they're also
0: called narcissists yeah no
1: I mean like it's a give and take like I thought the pressures I was putting on myself you know and that like you know I needed I should have had a kid already or should have been married like i have not and I'm okay with that no
0: one sh- should do anything no and that, like that's that makes you crazy to be like I should do that you know or jump into something that
1: I'm not, I wasn't jumping into anything. I wasn't even looking Mm -hmm. for a relationship and I'd never realized that my now relationship was right in front of me all along for like four, the last four years. And, um, Ryan and I like, you know, he's so supportive, like it's everything that I've never had that I've always wanted, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and it's, he's so not codependent, and I am, Mm -hmm. and so, like, it's healthy, and, um, you know, he's just a man, he's a guy's guy, like, he, he, like, celebrates me, like, he tells me I'm beautiful, he makes fun of me at Mm -hmm. times, you know, like, we, we have a lot of, Things that we're both interested in, and then we have a lot of things we're not interested in. Like mm-hmm. he's so not about like the scene, you know. Like yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, look at my show, you know, like <laughs> and makeup. And he's like, yeah, no, like he does. He sees past. I, I all like that. guys, guys like that though. Like him and his dudes watch football and like, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like and and I love that. Like yeah. it's, it's a turn on for me. And we have space. Space is healthy. Yeah. Um. And I don't. I. I. He. Like. We're only empowering each other and we're we both had those things before mm-hmm. like we just want to empower each other like we want to support each other and empower each other and realize that we're okay no matter yeah. what and just being okay is good enough for me at times. that is you know
0: especially in a relationship you yeah. that's that's like, all I want
1: I don't have to try to pretend right now like yeah because we've and he was my friend for four years so it's kind of crazy that's really good because
0: like, you, you know what type of guy he is yeah and he, you knew him, me You helped him you told me you've helped him through other relationships yeah so you know like yeah. there was
1: no none of like it was crazy that it even you know it, it happened I'm like oh my god like you know you were right in front of me I mean we both say that
0: that's really cool yeah so what's what's next for you what are you working on now you've
1: I actually have a few projects right now that mm-hmm. I'm working on. I'm going back to, uh, I'm, I'm meeting these people um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'm so excited next week in Florida, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, one is for a show and um, uh, a documentary. And the other one is that we're going to, I'm going to do a woman's retreat. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. And uh, I, I would love to talk to you more about that once this gets more on. I have yeah. two women I'm collaborating with and they are Badass women, they're lady bosses. They're hot. That. They're like empower- empowering women, and um, I think we're like talking about doing it possibly January, February. I don't know yet cool. all the details, but I would love to come back on and like talk about Absol-
0: that. absolutely, absolutely. And you're writing a book. I, I was going to say the whole time you we were talking, I was like, this girl needs a book. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I've, definitely I, have you started the process. I
1: started the process, and you know, some trauma. Came it's not easy. Up. No. Blackouts, like traumas that like came mm-hmm. out and I needed to put the I needed to stop because it was too much for it's, me yeah and I needed to deal with those issues mm-hmm. and now I can I'll be able to talk about it yeah like freely because and I think that that that
0: I think that's very normal because you, you want to write it as real as possible but it, you probably it's probably too hard to get through yeah I, I mean, need I to feel, take little breaks, yeah so. and
1: I feel like I there's so many I were trying to I'm trying to figure out like you know there's a bunch of different ones in that book mm-hmm. you know like there's the weight loss thing. There's the reality show world. Yeah. There's the recovery. There's my whole entire like life thing. You know, there's many. I think
0: it's going to be incredible because you've seen it all and you've 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 really lived an incredible life.
1: Thank you. And I you're mean, so
0: young for all of it. I guess when you start at twelve,
1: thirteen. I know. But, yeah. And it's. Cr- it, I mean, like, I still, like, I, I just, I, I want to keep it as real as possible. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I always tell people dream big, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I, they told me after doing all these reality shows and, uh, and being, like, a commentary on, like, CNN and all these shows that I, you know, couldn't act again. I was like, really? You're telling me no? And, like, I've done, like, four independents back. Like, don't tell me no. Like, yeah. I, the
0: I... I, I don't even think become, that rule applies anymore anyways. No, yeah. I
1: can become whoever I want at yeah. any given time. And yeah. you know, as long as seriously, like if I'm so like, as long as I stay sober, yeah. like the world's, you know? Yeah. That's uh, great. I'm unstoppable. I mean, if I choose to be unstoppable, yeah. you know, I'm unstoppable. Like I get, you like,
0: are unstoppable. Um, So tell everyone where they
1: can find you. Um, Jennifer Jimenez on Instagram. It's, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-G-I-M-E-N-E-Z and on Twitter and on Facebook.
0: Well, thank you so much for doing this. I, I love really, you. really loved this episode. I love you. <laughs> You're wonderful. Thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you. Bye, guys.